Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Kyramed and Proven Investments Limited. I'm Neil Armstrong and welcome to Impacting Jamaica. I'm with Olive Parkins Smith, who is the recipient of a badge of honor for meritorious service from the government of Jamaica for her outstanding contribution to the Jamaica diaspora in Canada. The national honors and awards were announced on Independence Day, August 6, and will be presented on National Heroes Day. Thank you so much for joining me, Olive. Oh, thank you for having me, Neil. What was your first reaction when you got the news? <laughs> I was, I was totally, I was caught by surprise. My consul general, who called me to give me the news, was joking at the fact um, that he has never known me to be speechless. <laughs> I was rendered speechless because I was completely unaware mm -hmm. of being considered for this accolade. Oh, yes, that's wonderful. I, I, I want to get a sense of, of, of you in terms of where in Jamaica are you from and, and, and when did you immigrate to Canada? Okay, well, I was born in Kingston, Jamaica. Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of my formative years with my grandfather, who was a retired uh, teacher in the parish of Hanover. Mm -hmm. um, my, I, my mom, when I was about 10, said, oh, you got to go with, with, you know, the old man for him to sort of tutor you and prepare you for it was what, the scholarship then. It wasn't even con common entrance, it was scholarship. Mm -hmm. I took the, the, the scholarship, I got it, um, I wanted to go, he lives in Hanover, right? So I wanted to go to, um, I think it was St. Hughes or, or St. Andrews, but at that time, mm -hmm. if you got the scholarship at least for one year, you had to go to the school within the parish that you took the scholarship, mm -hmm. to go to Rassiz. Mm -hmm. So... Rosiza just started a boarding school. I went to Rosiza. The first year I was doing so well and my family said, no, we're not moving you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's, that's so when people ask me where I am from, I usually say I claim two parishes, mm -hmm. Kingston and Hanover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because those parishes shaped me, you know. Yes, yes. Now, you're, you're being recognized for your contribution to the Jamaican community in Canada. But, but community service began for you at the age of 18 in Jamaica. What, what were you doing then and, and why did you decide to do it? Well, I'll tell you, um, my grandfather was a great influence in my life. Mm -hmm. um, he... From his example, I learned about giving back to the community, to other people, helping those who are less fortunate in whatever way I can. And when I heard of that program, I thought, what better way to, for a lack of a better word, dip my, 
dip my feet in this community giving back thing. Tell mm-hmm. you, Neil, it, that is what I think cemented my, my purpose, my passion for giving back to people. Just, I mean, when somebody was able to write their name or read a sentence and you saw the tears of accomplishment, it just humbled me and let me realize that there is so much that we can do for each other. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Having referenced your grandfather at least two times since we started speaking, I'm wondering if you can tell me a bit about him and, and... and his work, because it, it definitely, he had such an influence on you. Yes, he had an enormous influence on me, and sometimes I get emotional when I speak about him. Mm-hmm. First grandchild, um, he, from a family of teachers, all of them were, um, his sister was a Michael train, and his brother, um, no, she was short, and his brother was Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to, um, to Michael, came back and taught for one year in a place that was pretty close to home. Mm-hmm. But after that one year, he moved back to the school. He got asked and got transferred to the school where he went to. And um, he, he was a teacher, of course. He had seven children, and he realized that a teacher's salary could not do it. Mm-hmm. A very entrepreneurial spirit, so he, you know, bought up lots of lands. He was into cattle, banana, everything that you could think of. Mm-hmm. Did very well for himself, and um, he, in in doing all of that, though, he never forgot where he was from, and he never lost sight of the fact that he could use what he had gained for himself to help others. Mm-hmm. I can. Two years before he retired, and he had to retire early because he had a throat problem. Mm-hmm. So he built the school as his gift back to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas time, uh, you know, they used to have first of August celebrations. He would get the butchers to come in, and he would there would be till cows and goats, and people of the community would be able to come and get what they call back then their their holiday meat mm-hmm. and along with that there would be crates and crates of what they call aerated water at that time so it's it's what i grew up seeing mm-hmm. it's what i saw him doing and i always tell people that i think it's in my blood because i that that's where i gained all that from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and when at, at what point did you did you decide to make the the travel to, to Canada, to make Canada your home? Well, the thing is, you know, um, up to about two years before, I left Jamaica in 1975. Mm-hmm. If you had asked me two years prior to that, that you know, if I would, I would have told you no. Mm-hmm. But what happened is that I, I had started my undergrad at UWE, and at that time, you couldn't, the possibility of going to school and working, going to university, was not possible in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. I thought I would, my husband and myself thought about it, I had one kid at the time, that I would come to Canada, both of us would migrate, I would finish my undergrad, get my master's, mm-hmm. and go back to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Still here, Neil. 
Is <laughs> isn't that isn't that the usual the usual story? We're always going back, <laughs> and then we stay here forever. It seems. Yes, yes. But but since coming here, you you've had a, a life that is just dedicated to to community service. And at one point, you were advocating for students and the less the, the the less fortunate in 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 society and in the school system why were why were those areas important to you those areas were important to me because um i as i said i i, I saw i lived it and education was something that i was taught by again by my grandfather and other Mm -hmm. senior members of my family, mm -hmm. education was so important because that's one thing that you have that no one can take away. And as immigrants, you know, things have improved over the years, but you know that the playing fields were not level. So I just thought that we had to equip ourselves with all the tools that were necessary to succeed, and education was number one. But when I came here, you know, the kids were in school and I would go to, you know, these parent-teacher things, mm -hmm. realized um, there was one teacher in one school. She was, I forget, not Jamaica, but from one of the islands. And I got a, a, a sense of the problems that a lot of kids coming here um, had, you know, that they would be left in Jamaica with a grandparent or an aunt or whatever, mm -hmm. and then years after they would come here. And they had problems adjusting from, from, from based on so many factors. Some would come to a new family, new siblings, to a new mom or a new dad. Um, they not accustomed to the whole weather thing. They were not accustomed to the whole, whole dynamics of this sort of society as compared to Jamaica. Mm -hmm. So... I heard of this program, you know, where they were looking for for mentors to 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 help these kids, and so I thought this was a good opportunity for me to start my work here in Canada. So that's where I started. Mm -hmm. When would that have been when you were working with the Toronto District School Board to adjust? To help them adjust to this system? I came here in 75 and I started doing that work in the very early 80s. Mm -hmm. Okay. What was the... I, I know you, 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 your work is, is varied and, 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 and you worked with the board in the 80s, but you were also working with your husband at a summer basketball program of yes. the Toronto Basketball Association. Yes. Uh, what was that experience like? That experience was, it was, it was awesome. Mm -hmm. It created, um, again, we knew of children who were struggling. Children during the summer had nothing to do. Mm -hmm. um, parents couldn't afford to put them in summer programs, this, that, and the other. And um, some of them were not, you know, passing grades, um, Maybe they couldn't go to summer school to summer school because of various reasons. Mm -hmm. So we um, we got in touch with a, a, a friend of ours who was did something in basketball, and so we created this program 
that operated out of Bathurst. You know, people used to call that area the jungle, right? So we operated that program there for kids during the summer. That was to keep them off the streets, Mm -hmm. also to give them a purpose. Because in order for them to participate in that program, they had to have passing grades. And if they didn't, Mm -hmm. they had to commit to summer school to participate in the program. Mm -hmm. So we were mentors. There were some of them going on to older ones who were leaving high school trying to figure out, you know, how they could move forward. And so we were able to provide resource information. We were able to mentor. We were able to, you know, we, by the work we were doing, we, we were able to get in touch with, you know, like people in the States, for kids who thought they, they, they had the skill and the knowledge to, 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 to get a scholarship to go somewhere. So these are the kinds of things we provided mm-hmm. um, lot of lot of discipline you know um, <laughs> it's so funny kids couldn't go out on the court unless their shirts were tucked into their shorts I remember one kid came and his his shirt was outside and one other kid who was there before said oh no 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 you can't do that you have to have your shirt tucked into your shorts so it was teaching a lot of things discipline mm-hmm. purpose you know, giving them um, advice and, and, and pointing them to resources for going on after high school. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and what, was, what was the, the response like from, from their parents as well as themselves having completed the program? The response was very, very good, mm-hmm. extremely good. You know, up to about, uh, I'd say about five years ago, I was walking somewhere down in the Eglinton area. They used to call me Mother Sim. Mm-hmm. And I heard somebody say, Mother Sim, Mother who is that? Well, one of the students who came out of the program, who's a big man now, matured with family and kids and what have you. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were thankful, the parents were very thankful because this was something to keep their kids off the street. Um, and it, we, we made it, it, it was very family oriented in that they saw us as lack of a better word, better word, surrogate parents. Because mm-hmm. not only did we just support them in the program, but a lot of them were playing in uh, on teams in different schools. Mm-hmm. We would go to these games, you know, where they were playing. There was a time, and I think I knew the name of every kid that played uh, high school basketball in Toronto. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That, that that is wonderful to to know that they had that kind of support. Yes. 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 And of course my two sons are basketball players, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we we're taking a break now to hear from our sponsors. A toast only works if it's shared with others, even when we're miles apart. So let's cheer each other on. Cheers to the best in life. Drink and live responsibly. A message from Red Stripe, part of the Heineken Company. John John, Manoya in there. no when lights are come back. I know Pinky this time. Akisha. Akisha, just like me tell Pinky. Give GPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things here. So you can't stop, knock me door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You're not for ask. Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit jpsco.com for more info. 
Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facility's maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom, cleaning, and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals, and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay, and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Welcome back. Olive Parkin Smith is the recipient of a badge of honor for meritorious service from the government of Jamaica for her outstanding contribution to the Jamaica diaspora in Canada. Olive giving back or paying it forward it seems to be very important to you and you, you reference that with regard to having witnessed how your grandfather lived and and you demonstrate this while doing all that you were doing with the board of education with the summer the summer program you were also helping to establish an alumni association for your alma mater Rossi's high school here in 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 Canada i'm i'm wondering what were some of the the fond memories that you had of of high school year high school years and and why did you decide to to help in establishing that that association here? Well, um, the, the years that I went to overseas, and if you ask persons who went around that time, we called it the freighter era. Big mm-hmm. freighter um, was the principal. Uh, he was very um, people used to say he was before his time, and he. The ideas that he had, I remember at, at um, we were at just a boarding school, because when I went, they had just started the boarding school. Mm-hmm. And the, the memories that I have, it's the, it's the friendships that you formed while being there. Mm-hmm. The activities that we had, you know, the things that they taught us. I can remember... Uh, <laughs> Saturday evenings, we would have different activities. Mm-hmm. The, the boys, we had boys and girls, mm-hmm. so they were in another in another building, of course. And I remember just one of the things that they were teaching us was how should a young man treat a young lady in taking her out, like for an evening, whether it's you know to a a, a dinner or something. Mm-hmm. What they did is that they, I think, we picked names or something, but. One, a girl would be paired with a boy. Mm-hmm. The boy would have to come over to the boarding hostel and um, escort the young lady. And they set it up over in the school because he was the next door to the school. Mm-hmm. Assembly hall, it was all set up like your other place. And they were taught how to treat a young lady when you take her out, you know, pulling out her chair, pulling her that sort of thing. So um, the fun members I have were those things. And the... the, the the activities that we had, you know, the canoeing, the, the crab hunting, uh, stuff like that. Um, of course, um, from a competitive um, sense, you know, doing all of that, competing with with each other for different things. So mm-hmm. it was, it was, it it was an experience, and it was something I I told myself that if I had kids they would have to go away from home for at least one year. 
it taught you about um, discipline for one. Um, two, it taught you about self-reliance, mm-hmm. able to rely on yourself, being able to to use whatever skills you had and believe me, you needed them to succeed. And at the same time, you know, being open and 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 um, being able to accept what you are being taught and to ask for help. Mm-hmm. So many young people I find today, they don't know how to ask for help. Yes. That was one of the things that we learned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The things that I remember. And, and at some point... Here you decide you had to help to set up the the alumni association too. Yes, yes. Because as you might be aware, uh, Neil, over the years, the whole educational um, experience in Jamaica and the schools mm-hmm. has been, for lack of a, a better word, in some instances, dire. Mm-hmm. The alumni associations that have really we have done so much mm-hmm. the schools. And um, so we decided, it's funny, I went to Jamaica to a, they were having a a, a dinner for this lady that had taught at school for how many years. And I met some of my schoolmates there, and it was there and then that we decided, okay, what can we do for the school? Mm -hmm. We decided that when we came back to Canada, we would start something. Mm -hmm. They, 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 there's a chapter in Jamaica that started a little before us, but for some reason they sort of went by the wayside. Then we started, and of course um, others followed suit. Jamaica came back on board. There's Florida, there's New York, there's Atlanta, there's London, England. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we just thought that for we had a solid foundation in so many different aspects. And so we just thought that it was our responsibility. We felt that there was a need and that we, it was incumbent upon us to do what we could for the students that were there. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that seemed to have gone even beyond the concerns of, 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 of Rossi's where you're concerned because you, you held several uh, positions in the Alliance of Jamaica Alumni Association, advisor, president, vice president, and 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 you also volunteered with the Jamaican Ex Soldiers Association and the Jamaican Canadian Association Nominations Committee. And I'm wondering what what drew you to to these organizations. Well, if you if you look at it, all these organizations we all have similar mandates. And one of one of the, the two main mandates is one for for first and foremost is education mm-hmm. and providing educational opportunities for kids because there are so many kids who are so bright but they just need that little something that little help to push them along mm-hmm. and so um, I I think what we started in October of 1988, the Alliance started a few months before us, and I started working with the Alliance, I think, the following year. Mm-hmm. Um, what what drew, as I said, what drew me to these organizations was their mandates are not dated, and I felt that I could go in there and help, mm-hmm. and help them to, to fulfill their mandate while at the same time 
you know, fulfilling the mandate of the Rasenville Students Association here in Canada. Yes. And because also... Look at the, the ex-soldiers. Mm -hmm. They believe in that. They, they give bursaries. Even before they had established that for themselves, they were supporting the AJAA in our um, uh, uh, bursary scholarship. We have a bursary component to it. They were supporting and then I helped them to create one of their own. Mm -hmm. um, the Jamaica Canadian Association I've always been a member again I feel it is a, a, a community organization and I feel that as a Jamaican um, I should join I didn't really become active active until about 8-9 years ago mm -hmm. I always supported the events I paid my dues I even have a little brick on the thing. <laughs> On the wall. On the wall. <laughs> yes, yes. But I became really active about nine years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and with all of that, you somehow still found time to, to be involved as a board member, director, and co-director of, of two church ministries. And I, 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 I see where there was the creation of a disaster relief fund for Caribbean countries and and a, a women's event, uh, you know, yes. yes. Uh, tell me, tell me a bit about that involvement as well in in those ministries. Okay, well, <clears throat> the thing is, um, as you know, religion has been a staple mm -hmm. in most of our lives, mm -hmm. and so I, 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 I was brought up in the Anglican Church. When I came here, I. I, as a matter of fact, I met, I met this woman, a, a pastor, and I was just drawn to her and I started going to the church, the smaller church. Mm -hmm. I just, it was like a family. Mm -hmm. I, I went there and uh, I got involved because it, it's just my nature. <laughs> yes. Always try to help where I can. So I was on the, um, the mission missions team um, both locally and foreign mm -hmm. so for the for the foreign one we created after we had the Haiti thing and all that we decided to create um, that as part of the mandate of the missions department to assist um, Caribbean countries in, in time of times of disaster mm -hmm. and ministry of course um, I'm still a part of among the the leadership team, mm -hmm. and we do a lot of good work. We have conferences, um, you know, to help ladies within the community because my church is in the uh, Runnymede Center area. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there, there is a need for so many things there. There's a food bank that, you know, we provide people with things. There is the youth. There's a youth ministry. The um, Under the Women's Ministry that I work closely with, I International Women's, Women's Day, I, uh, I help to coordinate that program. And again, that is to benefit the ladies, not just in the church, but within the community, mm -hmm. you know, making them understand their self-worth and that, you know, they, they, they are valued mm -hmm. and they have value. Mm -hmm. Because so many, so many of our women, for whatever reason, um, I guess based on experiences, they they have problems with that, with their own 
you know, their self-reliance, their, their whole thing of, um, of their worth as a woman. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, they should fight for what they believe in and, and, and fight for what they think they should have. Mm-hmm. So in, in this society, you know, women, as you know, a lot of times we're silent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we, um, we just try to do that. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I think our conference is this weekend here. Okay, yes, yes. Out, out, outside of your community service, you have worked in the insurance industry for over 35 years. And I, I know you have done so much regarding community when 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 do you find time for the family that you reference you reference your husband you have two sons and you have seven grandchildren when when do when do you find time to (laughs) to spend with them doing all these other things well i do find you know neil they say the people who have a lot to do are the people who find time to do things Mm -hmm. um it's about time management it's about um, as a matter of fact my children were always involved in the work I do. Mm-hmm. For example, if we were having fundraisers, they were there doing different things. They would have to set up, they would have to break down, they would, um, you know, be ushers at our dinner dances, they would, um, you know, clean up who can say grace, who can. So they were always involved setting the tables, doing everything. So we. We always brought them along with us to see what we do, mm-hmm. um, encourage them to participate because I knew that I learned from seeing mm-hmm. what grandfather did and other members of my family. As a matter of fact, I was in a way fortunate because my father-in-law is the same was the same type of person in terms of giving back. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I. I I find time for them, I you know, quality time, but as I said in those times, that was a way of spending more time with them, is getting them involved in what I do. Mm-hmm. And um, they still do. Yes. And I'm wondering now about how do you usually unwind when you're not doing anything community service related, you're not doing anything insurance related you're you're not you're not assisting any family member you're just having your downtime what 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 do you enjoy in in that space in that time i enjoy i enjoy cooking mm-hmm. i enjoy baking and i like to try different things mm-hmm. I like going down to uh door mm-hmm walk along the, you know, shores there. Mm-hmm. Um, another relaxing thing for me is listening to music. And I can enjoy just about any type of music depending on the mood I'm in. I can jazz, I can do the whole reggae, and mm-hmm. the blues. Mm-hmm. I, I do classics without going to receive. That's one of the things that we, we are exposed to, an appreciation for classical music. Mm-hmm. So um, there was other kinds of things that that I I I, I draw upon mm-hmm. times of relaxation for <laughs> a better word. Mm-hmm. 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 
did you did you reference earlier the lake shore? You mentioned the shore. What I just heard shore. Was it lake shore? Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, yeah. well, mm -hmm. yes, yes. Well, uh, if you had if you had the opportunity to to share with someone, well, you and and who if 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 you were allowed time to speak and I, I i know there's no time that's usually allowed at the presentation on 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 national heroes day if you were allowed time to to speak on on the importance of community service what what would you say you in brief i'm i'm not sure how that that is going to work they haven't gotten back to me yet mm -hmm. to say what is required of me mm -hmm. so um you're saying what would i speak on or what would no, I... no i'm just i'm just thinking what what word of advice would you give someone who has is is, is seeing you uh, accepting this honor and 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 is thinking that community service might be something they should seriously consider yeah, I think community work is, is something that if we can, we should get involved in. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, you, you grow, mm -hmm. you really grow. And, and giving back is also a great way to get to know your community, mm -hmm. knowing your citizens. Mm -hmm. The opportunity to meet lots of people, working alongside individuals who, who have the same um, passion as you do allows you to broaden your network and um, it, it also gives you a, a, a broader a more open-minded perspective mm -hmm. different walks of life around you mm -hmm. um, and I think all of this helps you to be a more empathetic and effective citizen mm -hmm. I that's how I see um, volunteering and what it can do for you and you know Volunteering, it, it, it takes a lot of courage, takes a lot of commitment and determination to stand up for someone or something that you believe in and care about. Mm -hmm. Volunteering helps you to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, not just stand aside and be silent. Mm -hmm. Stand up for something you believe in. Stand up for mm -hmm. people who don't have a voice. Mm -hmm. um, and in our society, as a matter of fact, all over the world. And if it weren't for volunteers, if you sit and you think about it, and what volunteerism really is, mm -hmm. the world would not survive without volunteers. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And it certainly is is something that is stressed here in Canada. Uh, yeah. Volunteering, yes, yes. Olive, I want to thank you so much for your time. I want to congratulate you again on on this honor and uh, and i wish you well thank you thank you so much neil and thank you um for for having me and i just in the end here i just want to say that this award that i'm getting neil i think it belongs equally to all the folks i've worked with over the years for their encouragement and their support because without that i would not be able to do the work i do thank you Olive Parkin-Smith is the recipient of a badge of honor for meritorious service from the government of Jamaica for her outstanding contribution to the Jamaica diaspora. 
in Canada. I'm Neil Armstrong. Impact in Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kyramed, and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.